Welcome to episode number 12 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I am Shannon. And this is Greg. And this is a podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and drinking some cocktails. Shan, what do we have in store for episode 12? Okay, well, you know, I've never really wanted to make this a political podcast. That, that has never been my aim as well. But do you want to know what I've always thought ruined politics? There, there's a big list, but what do we got? Prohibition. Oh, absolutely. This is this is what I want to hear about. This is what <laughs> I've signed up for. What what do we have? How did how did prohibition ruin politics? Well, there has I was looking around for some pre-prohibition cocktails. Uh-huh. And I kind of fell upon a sort of a political theme with some of the names of the cocktails that I found. Uh, so I tried them and I think they're really fun and good and have some interesting history. So I thought today we could make two cocktails that had to do with past politics. That sounds fantastic. You know, I had heard, you know, uh, that uh, alcohol played a big role in politics in the past. I guess I didn't put together that probably prohibition brought that to an end. It did. So I had done some research on spirits and voting and politics. Hooray! Yay! Uh, <laughs> one thing that we're missing now. Nothing, uh, nothing, however, nothing goes together like this solemn experience of voting and... Getting soused. Getting soused. <laughs> we, should, we should bring that back. However, when I see politics, it does make me want to drink. So, Or we go that way with it. Sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> maybe you're fed up with what's going on, or maybe you love it so much that you just got to celebrate. But either way, there you go. So I have some. I have a fun thing to start with. So... I had done some research, and on constitutioncenter.org, so government election, they used to have an exhibition at the National Constitution Center that was all about American spirits and the long excessive drinking that led to the 18th Amendment. Oh, (laughs) this sounds perfect for us. So I'm going to pluck some facts from this article because I think it was really Yes, please. Let's get some prohibition election-style facts. I have to say- Political- Prohibition facts. Unfortunately, we have missed this uh, particular exhibition because it was in 2012, but no. there's still some fun facts in here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so today, uh, our behavior is really watched closely when we go to do elections. We can't eat or drink at the polling station if you, well, you can, I suppose, if you're mailing in your ballots like we do here. You but, can do whatever you want if you mail it in But here in Washington State. Before Prohibition... There used to be large drinking parties at polling stations. The whole political party idea, right? Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's the whole idea. Um, they sometimes would even hold the elections inside of saloons. That, well, you want to encourage that. Come on down and, uh, hey, vote up and drink up. So there was, obviously, uh, liquor flowed. And so did votes. And I'm sure it had something to do with who you were voting for is what type of drink or or who was providing. Or how many free drinks you got. You vote this way, you get this many. You vote this way, you get a couple more. And there's this really great painting from 1815 in Philadelphia on Election Day that has people just out in the streets just drinking like crazy. So... (laughs) And that is very fun. Instead of standing in line solemnly looking... Like no, they're kind of laying on the ground. Else. They've got jugs, uh, you know. <laughs> so the opposite. <laughs> wow, let me see that picture. <laughs> so, ah, there's some jugs there. <laughs> not that kind of jugs. <laughs> well, those times too, I guess. Um, it's a political party. <laughs> 
So, yeah, Freedom, so it's, that's a freedom party. Candidates used to hold large parties in public places when people came into town to vote. And there was a couple um, election day parties that historically had started some trouble. So historically got out of hand. There was. Uh, one was in Kentucky, attended by two local families that you might have heard of before. I, I can't wait for this. The Hatfields and the McCoys. Uh-oh. I did not know this, but on according to them, on the faithful election day revelry in 1882, Ellison Hatfield, the brother of Devil Ants Hatfield, was stabbed 26 times. Holy smokes. By three McCoys and then shot for good measure. The event greatly escalated the Hatfield-McCoy feud, and shortly after Ellison Hatfield died, three McCoys were killed in retaliation. I can only imagine why, because that's like 10 stabs apiece, give or take, and then also somebody shooting him. Yeah, so the tradition of offering drinks on Election Day preceded that brawl by well over 150 <laughs> years. So it would have been an established tradition of providing drinks during the... Uh, during a voting, but then it kind of got out of hand there with the Hatfields and McCoys. And this has been historic. I mean, this uh, this this behavior um, has gone from the very beginning of our democracy. So in 1758, a young candidate in Virginia for the House of Burgess footed a huge liquor bill to woo voters on Election Day. Oh, yeah. That candidate became the first president of the United States, George Washington. I knew I liked that guy for some reason. He spent his entire campaign budget, 50 pounds, on 160 gallons of liquor served to 391 voters. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I guess you could do the math on that, see how much each guy got. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's nuts. So... This was a tradition. People would roll out the barrels. And quite, quite literally, they would out roll out the on barrel on election day. Yeah, of, didn't it say somewhere that they roll would roll them out of these uh, government buildings and say, "Okay, belly up, let's start voting." When I was doing research for the rum episode, that's going to be a rum fact I bring up sure. later. But yeah, so rum was one of those drinks that they would pull all these barrels out for election days and to influence votes. And wasn't there something about, like, uh, depending on uh, what kind of spirit they brought out, it would kind of sway people's opinion? Like, oh, they just got, like, cheap bathtub bourbon. But, oh, this guy's got, like, this rum rum from Barbados, and yeah. he really went out of his way to get this for us, so he must be a better candidate. Yeah, that's exactly what they would do. But, unfortunately, like I had uh, insinuated in the very beginning, what kind of killed politics was the era of prohibition Boo. Um, yeah so before that people working at the polls drank and so did the voters sometimes the polls were inside of bars which made it even more convenient for everybody that sounds amazing but then strict alcohol consumption during the control of it during prohibition especially in public places um, then liquor sales and were passed like laws against liquor sales were passed for election days and it's there's still some states that you cannot buy alcohol on election days oh wow i mean it's a handful and i'm sure they don't actually follow through with it but yeah that killed it that's interesting you want to know a uh, fun uh fact about uh the uh abolishment of liquor please tell me do you know how you hear people talk about a, a teetotaler well, usually it's spelled out T, T-E-A, like maybe they're drinking tea instead of alcohol, but it's not. It comes from T as in the capital T, as in capital T in the word total, for total abolition of uh, of liquor. So they didn't want liquor sold 
either in the stores or as beer or as medicine. They wanted the total abolishment of liquor. So a T total means capital T total abolishment of liquor. So, so fun it, fact, everybody. It's probably their fault that nobody ever shows up to vote anymore. Hell yeah. It is absolutely their fault. So mail in vote so you can drink while you're doing it. Certainly, and we encourage that. <laughs> well, speaking of voting, I have a cocktail for us to try. And that sounds amazing. Let's do this. And it almost has something to do with elections. So vague something vaguely to do with elections. Yeah, Perfect. Okay, let's called, hear about it. It's called the Ward Eight. And I actually think we should make it and then talk about it so right, that we have something that. to drink while I've, we're chatting. I've got a bunch of stuff out in front of me. What are we gonna put together here? Okay. This one is gonna be rye, so we use bullet rye. Okay, so let's got the pull rye. that out. Got it. Um we're gonna juice a lemon. I've got that prepared. We I, we snuck ahead. I looked ahead, guys. I got this all prepared. And we're going to juice an orange. And it is ready. You aren't going to need much. It's only going to be a half an ounce each. Right. So, I mean, if you do half a half a, half a a uh, piece of fruit, you're fine. But do the whole thing. You might as well because you're going to want some more. You're going to need grenadine. And, and a red your, sweet liquid. And your uh, maraschino cherries. Please use the Luxardos. Please, if you guys don't have those in your cupboard already, get the Luxardo brand. Maraschino cherries. You will not regret it. Okay, let's talk about tools that we need for this. Uh huh. Okay, so let's grab a shaker. Okay, we're gonna get that shaker out. And let's put some ice in it. All right, a little ice in the old shaker. And while you throw the ice in there, you might as well go ahead and throw a coop into the freezer, so it's nice I'm, and cold. I'm all set. I've got them in there, cooling down right now. Okay, great. So. We're ready to start. So let's do two ounces of your rye. Okay, two ounces in. We're going to do a half an ounce of lemon juice. Let me get the lemon juice. And how much was that again? Half an ounce. Half ounce lemon juice is going in. Half an ounce of orange juice. In the orange, a half as well. It is in there. And two teaspoons of grenadine. Teaspoon, teaspoon. Okay, one, two teaspoons of grenadine are in. Okay, and you're just gonna cap that off and shake it till it's cold it and strain and it into a it glass. And yeah. while you do that, I'm gonna get my little skewer with some maraschino cherries on it. All right, very good. I'm a little, I love them, so I put two on it. But um, and um, go ahead and pour that into the glass. All right, I've got the glasses here. Yeah, it's a nice Looky. color. It's it a, good. it's a colorful. That's a colorful drink. Yeah, you can kind of see the. Uh, you know, once again, we, you know, shaking this up, we've strained the fruit juices through that kind of conical mesh filter again, but a little bit of the particles come through. It's not so much at the pulp, but, it, you know, so it's an opaque kind of, what would you say that is, kind of salmon color? Yeah, it's an interesting, yeah, the like coral. Yeah, the or, coral color, or the salmon. grenadine, yeah, it's the like kind of that red grenadine gives it a little color. And it smells really nice, too. You kind of got the, you know, the fruit juices in there give it a real nice smell. Okay, well, we're going to try this. Again, this is called the Ward 8. This is a Ward 8 from Ward 8 in? From Ward 8 in Boston, in Boston. Massachusetts. Right, let's give it a shot here. Here we go. So go ahead and give it a try. Cheers. I'm going to tell you. Cheers. Let me know what you think of that. Um, this was, like I said, pre-prohibition, 1898. So let me know what you think. Oh, that's, that's really good. The uh, citrus comes together pretty good with that orange and it's, it's it's definitely kind of an acidic forward as opposed to being like really sweet like a lot of those fruit juice cocktails can be and very nice it's very nice easily drinkable I yeah for sure one. even you know even though it's acidic kind of tasting it's definitely easy drinking 
Okay, so while you have a little sip of yours, let me tell you a little I'll bit about little why more. it's called the Ward 8. So actually, it was created in Boston, like I said, and it was created at a restaurant called the Lockover. Lockover. And I looked up that restaurant, and it closed in 2012. Oh, wow. But it operated from 1875. And when it Holy closed- Holy smokes. <laughs> it's old. Um, that is an old when bar. It, closed it put it as the fourth oldest restaurant in boston really isn't that crazy that that's crazy it's older than that yeah yeah it's it's nuts wow so um this they created this drink and it was named after this so in 1898 a democrat martin lomansky lomasny sorry um hoped to capture a seat in the massachusetts state legislature and he held considerable power in Boston for nearly 50 years. Holy smokes. Yeah. So the story is that the cocktail was created to honor his election. And the city's Ward 8, um, a section of the city, uh-huh. um, had given him the winning margin. So he kind of like honored Ward 8 with his cocktail. Exactly. That's cool. Or the restaurant had created Ward 8 in his honor. Of the ward that gave him the winning election. That's cool. And so that is why we're having it for our political cocktails. And it is, and it's a pretty good. You know, it's kind of, a, like I said, again, it's a fruit juice-based one, but it's not going to lean like super, super sweet. It uh, To me, it leans a little more acid, a little more bitter, but it's, it's very good. They said um, that not a lot of cocktails had been created in Boston, but this sure. is a pre-prohibition cocktail that has really stood the test of time and is really a classic cocktail. And it tastes kind of modern, too. I mean, as far as, like, the stuff you go out and get that's going to be a fruit kind of based cocktail, this tastes very modern. It tastes very modern. It is, and it's still featured on menus and things now. Um, originally, the drink was also decorated with a small Massachusetts flag. Oh, I wish we'd had a Massachusetts flag Sorry, tonight. I don't have a little tiny Massachusetts flag. I don't even have something. a large Massachusetts you flag. You could have printed it out or something. Sorry. You guys can do it in your own minds, or if you're having a Massachusetts party, or if you're in <laughs> Massachusetts listening to this right now, you can uh, definitely do it yourself. That's right. Make your tiny little Massachusetts flags and enjoy your Ward 8. <laughs> enjoy your Ward 8 cocktails because it's really good. Well, you, you alluded to the fact that we may have a second cocktail tonight. What do we, we got? Do. And thank goodness we picked the one that's easy and fast to drink, right? So I know because we're ready for that second one. Okay. Our second cocktail is called the McKinley's Delight. Mm. Uh, this goes in a long line of presidential cocktails. I like where this is going. Yeah, so there has been cocktails or specific drinks for presidents for probably since Washington, who obviously just really like to buy the barrel. Like to bring out a big <laughs> gallons and gallons of booze for 300 people. So this, again, is another pre-prohibition cocktail. Okay. And it was created in 1896 All right. to celebrate William McKinley's election. Okay, very good. He was our 25th president. I was just going to quiz you to see if you knew which president he was. <laughs> 25th president, William McKinley. So um, this is one of the presidential cocktails that stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. And you might even see it featured every once in a while. Um, I know I found the recipe on liquor.com. Oh, and it's your better imbibing establishments. Maybe they're going to try to do a throwback for you. It's almost like a Especially man- in November, right? Yeah. 
Um, election, possibly. Election years. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like I could drink this one quite often. Yeah. Um, it is kind of a riff on uh, Manhattan, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. So I'm excited to share this with you. And you guys should be loving this, too, I would imagine. I would hope so. Okay, so McKinley was from Ohio, oh. and he was nominated by the Republican Party to face off against Democrat William Jennings Bryan. Um, he won, and while abandoning any pretense of Republican Party's historic roles as mm-hmm. progressive, he paved the way for uh, corporations to have immense power. And there does you go. Does that sound familiar? It does sound familiar. <laughs> so... Um, I don't know if it had anything to do with this, but he also was one of our assassinated presidents. The, you know, back, it seemed like there was a lot of them that got knocked off a long time ago. I mean, just He was six months into a second term. Oh, two-term president and then got, oh. He wasn't very far into the second term. Well, they must not have liked him or something. Uh, possibly, but he also, um, guess who was his vice president? I probably should know. You will be, I think it's somebody who had significant impact on the United States. Uh, Vice President Theodore Roosevelt. That sounds like a guy we all know. So McKinley uh, was shadowed by the greatness of Teddy Roosevelt, who, thank goodness, um, I believe had a lot to do with our national park systems and was a very progressive. Absolutely. uh, Progressive, very cool, interesting type of fellow Absolutely. so uh, did he have a drink <laughs> i don't know i i don't we'll have i haven't gotten that. to that one yet it's a teddy roosevelt cocktail that sounds pretty cool but so for this uh mckinley cocktail what like i said i feel like he's drinking out of a boda bag i i whatever it is it's gonna be a boda bag <laughs> for him you're absolutely right <laughs> he's just riding his horse to yell the yosemite national exactly. park or something with, like with that. uh john moore yeah exactly hanging out with him and Okay, so Camp let's make this make let's make our first of this let's make a presidential of cocktail this babe. podcast a presidential cocktail. Hail to the chief! He's the chief, and he needs hailing. <laughs> let's get a mixing glass. <laughs> okay, it's it's good to go. And we're gonna get a strainer. We're gonna have your spoon, and of course your measuring device. All right, now we're gonna do a little so ice. You are. All right, there we go. We're going to do bourbon this time. So let's right. grab. Here's the things that we need to grab. I've got the wild turkey. Um, that will work great. So we're going to grab bourbon out of the cupboard. Okay. We're going to grab um, cherry liqueur. So we use the maraschino, Luxardo liqueur. Mm-hmm. Got the Luxardo maraschino liqueur yeah. wrapped in that rattan or raton type of wrapping. Kind of a cool <laughs> looking bottle. I really enjoy it. And we're going to get absinthe this time. Got my tiny little bottle of absinthe there. And uh, sweet vermouth. Grabbed a, my generic you know, sweet vermouth here that we have. I liked um, using kochi for this. We used I used that new one you have, and I don't remember what it was, but I got that one out. Okay, so. Um, but it worked good. You know, a sweet red vermouth. Grab whatever you have. We have if that you have one. something. And we are going to also, your garnish will be a lemon peel. So when we get to that point, you might want to make sure you have one of those. I will have to cut us a couple, but everything else, I'm good to go. Okay, let's go ahead and make this sucker up. So what do we got to do? We're going to do two ounces of bourbon. Okay, we're going to get that uh, wild turkey. We're going to do two ounces of that into the mixing glass. Right. Three quarters of an ounce of sweet vermouth. All right, I'm going to grab the bartender's choice. Sweet vermouth here and... uh, Three quarters of an ounce is in there. 
This says two dashes of uh, Luxardo cherry liqueur. You had a... So I have a hint for you guys on dashing. So the dash is basically one-eighth of a teaspoon. So you can probably, in your measuring cupboard or cabinet where you have your uh, measuring spoons, you've probably got a uh, quarter quarter or a quarter uh, teaspoon. Obviously, half of that's going to be an eighth for you mathematician wizards <laughs> out there. So, uh, you know... Eyeball it, and it's good to go, and it works every time. All right, so. So for this drink, it mm-hmm. was two dashes of the Luxardo. Oh, so that's going to be one quarter of a, a teaspoon. Yeah. So here we go. It is in there, carefully measured. And then you're going to add a dash of absinthe. So that's going to be that half of a quarter of a teaspoon. That's an eighth. An eighth of a teaspoon. That is an eighth, which is a dash. So you're learning something, guys. Here we go. That's going to be in... Fractions. Fractions. <laughs> All right. We're learning fractions. Um, <laughs> look, go ahead and stir your stir that up with with ice, obviously, in your mixing glass. And stir that up. And I had put a coop into the freezer. All right. So I'm going to pull that out so that we can strain your drink into there. Obviously, right. stir long enough that it is cold. Generally 30 seconds. Yep. I think we pointed that out before. We will not subject you to that extended stirring. All right, so you got your coop ready. We're going to do a little pouring here. Okay. Hail to the drink. It's the drink and it, it needs, needs drinking. drinking. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hail to the drink. It is the drink and it needs drinking. All right, let's try this First thing. presidential cocktail. And this is well, McKinley's Delight. McKinley's Delight. It looks a lot like a Manhattan, and it kind oh, of the proportions oh, are very on. Manhattan. I forgot to add something. We need to do a small little sliver of oh. lemon to express over the top, and then just toss it in the Let me glass. grab my knife here. We almost drank this without the garnish. I can't even believe it. I can't believe it either. That's what happens right, when you re- already re- had bring your, eight. Bring your drink over here. Okay, got it. There you go. There's yours in. Thank you. And here's mine. Hail to the drink. It's the drink and it needs drinking. And cheers. Here we go. Cheers. All right, let's see what you think of this. Like I said, it's a very, um, it's like a riff on a Manhattan. It's a martini style. It's very bourbon forward. Oh my goodness, that's good. Um, the absinthe adds a little bit of interest and roundness to it, I think. It kind of like dries it out at the end, I find. Kind of at the end of like, yeah. and you know, that's just enough of that. Because maraschino uh, liqueur is, it's pretty sweet. So I wouldn't put any more than that in there than what we've got. Yeah, that's why they have us not add any You're just adding, any you know, like sugar two dashes. So that's, can you mean to that one quarter of a teaspoon? And and your I, sweet I vermouth the, adds a little sweetness, too. And I think the balance is just right. I, I really like that. For the folks that likes the Manhattans, that's a fun uh, a fun riff on a Manhattan right there. And it's presidential. And it's presidential. It has a story, so that makes it fun, too. So I am going to be posting pictures of this and of Ward 8 onto Instagram. And you can find us at Amateur Bartending 4, number 4, Immature where we have these recipes, recipes from the past episodes, and other things that we've posted. Use it like your uh, kind of recipe book. Picture recipe book and just kind of scroll through it, 
pick one you like looks of and get making and drinking and then throw your own spin on it and take a picture and put it on your own Instagram. Or scroll through it really fast and just close your eyes and point at one and then look and see what episode it's on and then listen to the episode. Oh, it's, how to like, make it's it. like cocktail roulette. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so play your own cocktail roulette. That's awesome. <laughs> and please uh, listen to us on um, Google Play, uh, App. Apple iTunes or basically any other podcast thing at this point if you, you can did, find us. If you just search us, you'll probably find us. And uh, remember the things that help us out is that if you subscribe to the podcast from wherever you're doing it from and as well as going ahead and uh, following us on the uh, on the old Instagram account. So if politics make you drink, I hope you drink these. Exactly. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>